Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. So I do have something for you I want to share. How many of you have got a bulletin for this month too? Because we are in a new month, June, if you've got it, and you'll find a prayer in there. Oh, it's good. They should be. Yeah, they should have all got them. Yes, she did. Is it readable? So I write a prayer every month. Yeah. And I want you just to think about keep keeping up and keeping out of the warfare this month. Because sometimes you have to fight. Some weeks, Monday to Saturday, there's a bit of a fight, a bit of a war that goes on. But um, the Holy Spirit is with us to help us, thank God. Couldn't do it without him. Couldn't do it without knowing what to do. So I write a prayer to keep your head above it all. To keep your head up. She's got one. (laughs) Just read it and digest it. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You do. You slow us down to take us in. Amen. Yeah. Just going to let the atmosphere of heaven invade us a bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. To replenish and restore all that's been taken. Actually, you can show that video if you like, John. We just did the other day. You'll see Hello, it. I'm Julie Anderson. We're here in front of Kensington Palace, which is very strategic in London. I guess the whole world's been looking at the shift that we've all gone through traditionally and in the music world as well with the Stand By Me song. It was quite phenomenal, the royal wedding, and most people were kind of caught up in it, I think, who live here anyway. But I want to talk to you today about moving forward in your destiny because it's going to require change. It's going to require you to step out of the boat. It's going to require you to adapt. And sometimes it's good for us to forsake our own ideas, our own thoughts and plans, and just to move out to get our destiny. I know I want mine. And I know we're going to be making changes as we move forward. So... um, Let me have a word of prayer for you because I know that you're wanting an understanding. Prayer does change the future. It changes us. Amen. God bless you. Okay, I'm going to read to you from Psalm 84, verse 7 in the Amplified Bible. It says, They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. So, you know, we're going to move into a new strength, yeah? So, we're going to appear in heaven, and we're going to ask God in prayer. We're going to say, Father, and let me pray for you now, okay? Father, thank you that we are increasing in strength, and we come before you, and we ask for your wisdom, your strength, your ability to help us move into this new season, this year, this is the year of the song, and we just say thank you, thank you, thank you Holy Spirit for the way you help us, you've helped Harry and Meghan, and they're moving in a whole new role, as now we refer to them as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, 
and you're helping every one of us understand our identity in you. Our identity in you is really important. So I pray, Father, that we forsake our old thoughts, our old way of thinking, and we accept in Jesus' name new strength, new power to display your glory, to display your goodness in Jesus' name. I just thank you. I thank you, Father. Sometimes you just have to take time, you know, and breathe God in and... and, uh, I know I'm stepping forward in my own destiny, and it's not what I thought, but you step out of the boat, you walk on the water, you go in the deep end. Sometimes you just go deeper, okay, to leave higher. Amen. Thank you, Father. And that's what's really on my heart at the moment. I want to share with you today, actually, that verse, if you open your Bibles to Psalm 84 verse 7. You can put it up if you like, Jean. Um, Psalm 84, verse 7. I got it back to front. Thank you. So it's a life verse that God gave me and and Rod when we were going out, when we were in our dating season, I think. Because you have to hear from God, you know, it's important to hear what God is saying. And I couldn't believe he said, actually, in verse 5, 6, and 7, Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways of Zion. I thought, okay, well, Rod Anderson ticks that box. Passing through the valley of weeping and backer. It, it kind of feels like that to me sometimes, the earth, because there's so many people who are so defeated. So wherever you go, it's not always the easy thing just to find a person who's positive. But anyway, it's a place of springs. The early rain also fills the pools with blessings. Now, it says in verse 7, and this was the thing that really got us both, I think, they go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. Because I used to think I was the only one in the throne room. Sorry, but that's the way I used to think. Who else is in the throne? I never saw anybody else there. I just saw me and God. Okay. But the other day after doing this, and it might have been while we were doing it, it was such a bad day. It was really, really super windy and blustery. And I was having to stand there doing this monthly encouragement to the body of Christ because it... I don't know how many we'll have to do a printout. It used to go out to about 5,000 people, but we complied and did that whole thing. And lots of people just don't even read their emails. So I don't know yet. We'll print something out this week and find out how many it's going out to now. But I am trusting God for a harvest. And I was standing there and I was asking God, well, how are we going to go from strength to strength? And I thought back to how far he's brought Rod and I. And I thought back to the church and you as a congregation, you as an individual. I thought about how far you now have come and how you see yourself in a new light. And I was looking over there at Kensington Palace and I was thinking a lot. I had Megan and Harry, especially Megan, on my heart a lot because, you know, they've already moved into a whole new realm. Not just man and wife, but Duke and Duchess. Everybody looking, what are they going to do next? You know, you go to get your hair cut and all they've got is hello everywhere and you look at it in pages of their wedding. 
pages of pictures of their wedding. And you think, but they're actually living and they're moving into a new flat. They're moving into a new life. The whole world is like gobsmacked and looking. And don't let people forget the song. Don't let people forget what happened. Let us as a church continue to pray and keep it going. Because I've always felt, and I think it's becoming more and more clear, and it'll become even more clear next month, we're moving from strength to strength. So last month, and it's quite hard to kind of pick it up, but I want you to start thinking about how we're flowing in a heavenly way, in an eternal way. But, you know, going from strength to strength, how are you going to move forward? And that's what I was asking God when I was standing there, because the day before I'd had this very deep conversation about rehearsal, my book, it's kind of pulling the curtains back on eternity. Maybe you don't think about yourself eternally. Maybe you do. Some people are responding. Maybe you do. But you need to look at yourself eternally. How are you pleasing God? Are you fulfilling what you need to do down here? I I mean, a lot of people look and they think, well, you've got your destiny. I don't feel like I have. I feel like I'm going after it. And so I've got a message for you today about stepping out of the boat. How you step out. Ouch. Is, it is out because it's comfortable in the boat. The wind blows, you pull the, I grew up sailing, you know, you pull the sheet in, whatever your job is, crewing, steering, whatever. But, you know, it's important that you learn what it means to harness what God is saying to you. That's the most important thing because we don't understand necessarily why are we here again. Why are we going to be at horse guards? Why are we doing what we Sometimes we just don't understand. Sometimes it's really frustrating. And I find myself often with cabin fever when I'm up here too long and I don't go up to the barn and pray and I'm explode and it's like everybody knows, just get away from her. She's in one of her modes. I'm in a prayer breakthrough place where I've got to get through. I've got to get through because it's not just for me, it's for everybody. I have a job to fulfill here. Don't you get it? So you need to be seeking God for what your part is in getting through. And it's the same with this church. This church has a call on it to go from strength to strength. So it's not about God moving us around. So we all the other day in the office, we're like, come on, we need to pray. So I was asking God on the way back from somewhere, give me some strategy. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to get together. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to go in earlier. And John got a word from God about the building. It's a light thing for God. Would you stop worrying that things will be better? Because it's got nothing to do with the building. It's what God is doing on the inside of you. Monday to Saturday. It's got nothing to do with coming to church on Sunday morning. It's great that we come here. So I don't mean it's got nothing to do, but what it's to do with is our lives. It's what happens during the week. It's what happens when it's pouring with rain. It's what's happening when Satan comes and he's loud in your ear. Are you going to go from strength to strength? So the other day I was thinking about, well, hang on a minute. How do we move forward? And God just was so simple and so loud. Get out the boat. I was like, shoot. Sorry, it was shoot because I got a whatever it is on this little tiddly thing. (laughs) Go! (laughs) Big one. (laughs) Okay, whatever. (sighs) 
get out the boat, get out the boat, get out the boat. And so I was thinking about, but it's so scary. He said, keep looking at me. Keep focused. I want you to move in a new strength. I'm like, okay, how am I going to do that? Go with me to Luke 5. How am I going to do that? I'm not going to do it because I've got some brilliant mind. I've done a bit of psychology enough just to think I know it all. No, I'm going to do it because I hear from God. It's going to, it's going to be because nevertheless at your word. Here in Luke 5, we see this incredible story of how God took the fishermen in a quantum leap. And you think, well, that's okay for them. That was for them. They were all fishermen. I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a fisher girl. That's not who I am. But, you know, if you actually climb to your most challenging point and you let the love of God come through you, he makes the way. I was just working in Barclay Square, and I just got so irritated one day with life. It was just so boring. People thought, my friends in Norfolk, where you live in so-and-so and you work in Barclay Square House and blah, blah, blah. And I said, God, don't you have anything else for my life? And I've told you this little advert jumped out for the Beatles. And it was in their heyday. Doesn't God have anything else for you? Like Rod's always telling you, don't you know that you're greater? The greater one lives on the inside of you? Yeah, he does. So the best is the future. The best is definitely ahead of us. It's just we have to get through today. So it's getting through today and being who you are in God and not having this fleshly mindset. This is the way it is and this is my personality and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Be like Christ. So this this was amazing, this passage to me, and I've shared it with you before, but it's what helps me because last month I told you in the middle of a trial... Be like Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you want to say it. You know, he, was, he said in the middle of the heat of his trial, I will make progress. I will rejoice on my high places of trouble, suffering. Well, it's easy to say that. It's easy to pray the word. It's not that difficult to memorize it. But when the heat comes at you, it's like, okay, I am making progress. Thank you. But now what? The Lord said to me the other day, move to a new strength. Well, did I have it? No. But did I need to call it forth? Call forth the things which be not as though they are? Did I have a rhema word? Yeah, the Lord said, I've given you rhema words. What's the matter with the ones I've given you? They're still alive. What's a rhema word? A life-giving word. What's a life-giving word? Listen to it here in uh, Luke 5. Jesus he was there. The people had pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God. Well, we come every week and Rod brings the message. And the people press in. And we know there are a lot more people. And we've looked at cameras and ways to web stream it and do it. We know there's lots more we can do. But we're being wise and not taking on more than we can handle. But the people pressed in to hear Jesus, the message of God, and he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, Sea of Galilee. It's such a beautiful place to be. And if you haven't been there, like Bobby said, now go there. Go to Israel. Believe God to take you. Don't be frightened. See, the first thing is you have to overcome the fear. 
it's, it's really is a big deal. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And I have to tell myself, this music is going to take over this nation and the rest of the world. It's going to happen because it's part of God's plan. It's part of what we're doing. And you may feel like a hidden individual at the moment, and you may not be being, quote, loud. But if you go with what God's doing, there's an anointing. Because he's not going to start something, he's not going to finish. So what happened is Jesus is teaching the word and teaching the word, and he saw two boats, verse 2, drawn up by the lake, but the fishermen had gone down from them, and they were washing their nets. There's a whole other message in there about keeping your life clean and washing your nets. And he got into one of the boats, verse 3, the one that belonged to Simon Peter, and he requested him to draw a little from the shore. You know, that's the whole thing. Maybe you're not, maybe it's not happening because you're not letting God, just, just, it's, it's easier said than done. Letting go and letting God is a whole nother shift. Okay? It's a whole nother shift. It takes faith. It takes trust. I'm reading a book, and I'll probably finish it in Cyprus. I don't know, like Rod said, I'll take a bunch of books. I just like to read. I, I like reading, and I like praying. So if I haven't read and I haven't prayed, I don't know what to do. Like Jesus said in John 5, 19, I do what I see my Father do. And I love that because I like to be like that. I like to move with the Holy Ghost and see where he's going to show up. What should I wear? Where should I go? I don't want to worry about all that worldly kind of stuff he makes a way where there isn't a way he knows and i want to learn to be obedient to him so here jesus had sat down he continued to teach a crowd of people all these people everywhere there's all these people who need help but you know the holy spirit knows how to help them on mass and what i loved about the royal wedding and what was so powerful about that day was the way that God just moved. He was in the air. He was just so close. I was like, can you get any closer? He's like, I'd like to. He was great because worldly people got convicted. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And it's different. Everything's different. We have to adjust. Okay? They had to adjust in Luke 5. But what happened was Simon Peter... He was tired, he was weary, he'd been at it all night. Haven't you even tried and tried and tried? Done this before, been doing gatherings for 30 years. God, I don't want to do it anymore. And then Cindy emailed me last week, I want to come to church. I'm like, oh God, go away. You know, and people are trying to get her all over the world, like Rod said, and we tried to get her here in the church, but she won't be here in the church, so don't expect her. Steve will be, and it'll be great with all the Americans. It'll always be great because we'll be in the right place at the right time. But I'm kind of feeling a bit torn, like I need to go with Cindy. So I may not be here that day, but whatever. That's another thing. But sometimes you don't want to do what God's called you to do again because you had expectations. Your whole life was going to change. You had these great expectations. And actually it was just work, 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 aggravation and work. And you had to work through this, and you had to work through that. And uh, 
the more you let God work through you, the better it is, right? That's the bottom line of it all. You have to move, you have to shift, you have to adapt. It's always about alignment. And so I've been doing my best to align to the Hebraic calendar, the season. Actually, it's just coming into it next week for this month. And then I've been wanting others to get it. Don't you just sometimes just really want other people to have what you have? Oh, I overcome that. I really want you to... You almost get pushy about it. Huh? Because you just... You, they don't need to be thinking the way they're thinking. Whereas Isaiah 55 says... You know, you have to forsake your thoughts. Have you ever even, even done that? Have you forsaken your own thoughts, your own way of looking at life? To let God cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will? You know how much I love Proverbs 16.3. Let my thoughts, because Rod's been teaching us about faith and words, but it starts in your head. I woke up at 1.30 and 2.30 and 3.30, and this stuff tried to come in my head, and I thought, no, you're not even getting in my head. I'm not going there. I am not going there, because nevertheless, at the word of God, I'm going to go from strength to strength. And I have more strength coming into my life right now to turn this battle at the gate and every other battle, so you are not tempting me. And within a few minutes, I was probably asleep again. <laughs> You know, you have to fight. Sometimes the Christian walk is a fight. Other times you're just resting and kicking back and ruling and reigning and dancing and celebrating. But there are times when it is a bloody great fight. Huh? It is a good fight. So why would you not, why would you not, why would you get, what weariness isn't even an issue. Keep doing the same thing, you keep doing the same results. But do something different. And so here is this rhema word where Jesus said to Simon, put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a haul. <sighs> I know it's like you feel the anointing of God, you feel the abundance. That's where the abundance comes because you put out into the deep. I'm like, but I don't know where the deep is, I can't. I can't get it. I brought my other Bible, which I need to open up, because a girl who used to work with me, Jane, gave me this, and I thought I really should read it. Wait a minute. I want to show you how funny God is. This is my private devotion time is really important to me in the morning. I get up early. I opened up this Bible. It's a Joyce Meyer Amplified. They're both amplified, so they're both heavy. So this is in Isaiah. And I, no, excuse me, Luke 5. You're in Luke 5. You've already done that. <laughs> and I, so I was thinking about, you know, stepping out of the boat. And this is what it says, step out and find out. I thought, ah, oh, God, get off my case, would you? I have, I have a, a room that I go in in the morning first thing. And that's where I have my little routine and sometimes it's a long time, sometimes it's a short time. But I just thought the Lord was saying, you need to open up that Bible. So I thought, I don't really like that Bible. It's just such a honking great thing and all this bit. You know, I had my excuses. So this is what I thought. Well, I'll have a look and see if she's written any notes. Joyce Meyer, and she's written any notes for Luke 5 and step out and find out. And I thought, okay, fine. The only way we ever fulfill our destinies oh my goodness, and succeed 
this is such tiny print, sorry. Succeed at being our true selves is to take many, many, many steps of faith. Many, many, many steps of faith. So you need to take a step of faith this week. This is what God is saying. Just take a step. Do something. That's okay. Do something you haven't done before. You know, it was raining. I thought, oh gosh, it's raining, and I've got to do this filming for June. It's not even June. It was still May when I filmed it, and it was trickling down with rain and the wind howling. God said, I told you to go to Kensington, and I told you to pray, and you want, I want you to move them on. We need, to, we need to pray for Megan and Harry. We need to pray for the royal family. Why do you think God's here? We, need, we, don't, we can't just say one day, that was it, I did my bit. Pray about your destiny, you know. So I love this. She said, step out and find out. I thought, Joyce, one day in heaven, I'm going to tell you, I read your book, I read your stuff, I watched your programs. One friend, one friend of mine who's a pastor in Norwich said, oh, we think you're like the Joyce Meyer from Norwich. I said, oh, shut it up. <laughs> Trevor said that to me. It's not very funny to me because she's an amazing woman of faith. She's wonderful, okay? She is a wonderful woman, and I love her. I love her reality. I love her bringing heaven down to earth. It's not easy to talk about heaven and bring it down to earth because in he, down here it's a fight of good faith with your family, with your loved ones, with somebody you live with, work with, whatever. It's always about the fight of faith. Okay? I have, you have been, we all have been given a measure. So every man is given the measure of faith, right? But you're going to step out of the boat and find out what's yours. Just start saying, I'm healed, if you're not. Like I think you said this morning, you know, go to the place that you feel vulnerable. Listen, it's going to happen next month. Even astrology calls next month cancer, the crab. Take that shell off. Take the outward off and start looking at the vulnerable places. Start letting God work in the deep, vulnerable places. Step out and you'll understand, you know. Say, but the, I didn't come up here to hear about stepping out of the boat. Well, that's the good news. You're not stepping out on your own. When you step out, you'll find out more of your destiny. Okay? I, I don't want to read all this. Actually, I'm not in the mood to read it all. But if you have an Amplified Bible by Joyce Meyer, Look at Luke 5 and let God give you, he, because he's already given you a rhema word. He's already shown you. I know when I lived in California as a single parent, it was always weather like this. It was always nice. And I used to walk the beaches and I used to talk to God. And he used to show up there. And he used to give me life-giving words. And I was just reading and trying to find out who I was. I mean, you have to find out who you are in God. You have to know who you are. You think you're this great person, but it's God who's great. And the more you can talk about how good he is and how great he is, how much anointing he brings to your life, the better you'll be. I mean, Abraham received a word, a rhema word, and his life has changed. You, you begin to be obedient. You be a doer of the word. 
you know, that's, it's not until you said goodbye and shut the door, you, then you began to really see. They're really after you. And it's about money, the natural world. It's about the economy. Abraham received a, listen to this, I wrote this down the other day, a rhema word concerning the birth of Isaac, which came to pass in his death. Despite the journey through the wilderness, the children of Israel arrived at the land God promised to Abraham. Isaiah 48.7, if you can find that in the Amplified, it says, the prophetic word, the rhema word, is created, it's called into being by the prophetic word. You see, I know it can sound really condemning, but in every situation you feel weary, you feel fed up, you feel tired. Listen, I thought the stuff I'm doing now, I would, or about to do, I would be doing a long time ago. Tomorrow I'm going to be at Revelation TV Studios, and I'm going to be filming for TV programs. And I really don't want, you know, you say, praise God, do you want to go do it? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm not that, I don't think it's that great. I'd like BBC to interview Megan, and I'd like the word of God to come out of her mouth because people would listen. It wouldn't be such a fight, the good fight of faith. And I also didn't think I'd be doing or needing to do stuff like this at 73. Shouldn't I have been doing it at 33? Hey, whatever. Let me read it to you from the Message Bible. Tested in the furnace of affliction. I better try and stick to my notes because the boss is watching. Don't pull that look. Don't pull that look. Now, listen to this family of Jacob, of who are called by... Listen, because God wants you to do something today, and I want you to come up and play. Because God doesn't want to just... Would you mind? (laughs) Please. (laughs) God, he wants to get in your life. He wants to get in your spirit in a new way. He wants you to understand... That what we've done up to this point is fine, but there's more, okay? And I know when I went up to the barn one time in the last year, I was praying actually before last chosen, and it said to, um, oh good, you've got it up there. It said, God said, I want you to go deeper and leave higher. The deeper you go, the higher you can leave. Look at this, it's great in the message. Why don't you just start playing? I just want to lull them into a new place. Now listen to this family of Jacob, you who are called by the name of Israel. Who got you started in the loins of Judah? You use God's name to back up your promises and praise the God of Israel, but do you mean it? Do you live like it? Think of the things that you're saying, you're thinking. It's, it's tough. I know it's tough. You might look at me and think I have it all together. I have many battles during the week that I have to deal with. Things I have to fight, things I have to go through. Verse 2 says, you claim to be citizens of the holy city. You claim to be citizens of the holy city. I'm a citizen of the Holy City. We live in God's abundance. Do I have abundance to give to everyone? Not yet, but I've got to call it in. I've got to keep going. I had to call in the money to just go with the book. 
and 5,000 came in on my birthday. I was like, wow. And there was a message, this is for your book. And I thought, oh, wow. <laughs> God is good. So I tied the 500 and I started going. And then the door has opened for Revelation TV. I've tried to put it off. I put it off in January and told her, I'm busy. I don't want to come out of the hidden place. Maybe May or June. <laughs> then I emailed a couple of weeks ago and said, can we push it back a bit more? I'm not, she, no, I'm sorry, we really can't. I thought, oh, you probably don't feel ready to get out of the boat, okay? It's got nothing to do with that. God is ready. Maybe you're waiting for God to bring a building. He's like, that's nothing for me. What's God waiting for from you? We're citizens of the holy city. You act as though you lean on the God of Israel, named God of the angel armies. What have you sent your angels to do today? Ow! Ow! Have you sent your angels to bring in your healing, your emotional well-being? I know when I went to heaven, everyone was emotionally well. That was what was so good. They really weren't insecure and not admitting it. They really were healed. There weren't any unhealthy emotions. It was great. It was so great. It was so great that I sometimes I think, why can't we have that atmosphere down here? You know how much I long for it? I long for it. But it is getting better because more people are praying, more people are worshiping. We know we are a church to bring change. And that's who we are. We understand rhema words. We understand. We all have them. You just go back to your rhema word that God gave you. And call it into being. It's just been so heavy on my heart about Luke 5. They, they put out, oh, I'm tired, I'm worried, I've done it before. Nevertheless, at your word, Lord, I'll go out again. And I feel like we're at that place. We're at that place where nevertheless, look how much stronger you are now. I will, I'll go out again, I'll do it again. I love this in the message. For a long time now, I've let you in on the way I work. This is God talking. I told you what I was going to do beforehand, then I did it, and it was done, and that's that. I know you're a bunch of hardheads, obstinate and flint-faced, so I got a running start and began telling you what was going on before it ever happened. That's why you can't say, my God idol did this. That's why we have to be ready for the Lord's coming. We have to be ready. What about if it is today? What about if he wants to come today into our worship? What about if he wants to come into you as a person, as an individual, and change everything around, take you from strength to strength? What about if you're holding on to your house and your comfort zone and your dream of what you think is going to happen? You're all at different places. You're all at different stages in your permission to dream. But you know what? God gave that to you. God gives you a dream of a marriage, a family, a life, the way it's going to be, and it doesn't turn out that way. 
turns out differently. It doesn't mean it can't. It just means we have to get out of the boat. We have to learn what it means to face God and walk in a different direction. I I love the message, don't you? I love when I found out that Eugene Peterson lives by some lake somewhere. I think it's in America, I forget. And he just translates. I watched a program sometime with him. So he's given you a running start. I've known for a long time I carry something for the music business. I know it. I knew it when we did the call. Nobody told me when we started filling up that football stadium at Reading. It was going to cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. I actually wouldn't have done it because it was way beyond my thinking. <clears throat> when people asked me what the budget was and when I looked at the budget, I, didn't, I just didn't want to look at it because it was something like 695.00, whatever, how you say it. It was a lot of money. It was more money than we have to walk through with Chosen. It was a lot of money. But, but I had a phone call one day and somebody said, um, don't you need some cash flow? And I went, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't got into that side of it. What do you need? I said, oh, I don't know, maybe 10,000 would be great. They said, oh, I was thinking more than that. I feel so stupid. I feel so poor. See, you're thinking basics just to get through. No, we need a lot more. So we can't be concerned about the money stuff. We have to get out of our boats. How are we going to do that? By letting God cause our faith to match what he sees for our lives. That's a good prayer. That's a prayer I used to pray. Cause my faith to match what you see for my life. And my faith started changing. God doesn't want you to be able to say, oh, my God did it. That's kind of proud too. You just have to learn how to grow up. My favorite God carving commanded this. You can't do that. See, it's great that we give testimony. It's wonderful about what God does. But he wants us to move into a new level. He wants you to understand who you are and to expect him to provide. Expect him to give you a life of abundance. Not be hung up because somebody comes in here and sits on the front row or the back row. Who cares where you sit? You know, but somebody is, quote, important. Don't worry about any of that. Okay, we shouldn't be talking about it. Let me, let me read on some more of these verses. And that was just the beginning. I have a lot more to tell you. Things you never knew existed. Verse 7. This isn't a variation of the same old thing. This is a new, brand new something you'd never guess or dream. When you hear this, you won't be able to say, I knew that all along. Listen, I, that took me by surprise that you got number one with that song. I was like, great. And I heard the Lord say, well, of course. I feel, don't you feel stupid sometimes? Really dumb? I'm like, okay. Okay, well, of course. Verse 8, you've never been good listeners to me. What happens when you get alone and you go with God and you really listen to what he wants you to do? unhealthy emotions, what unhealthy habits. What what does he really want from you? Because he's got change ahead. 
I don't want to feel like the drill sergeant. You know in yourself what you should snip, what you should stop doing. We all do. We all know what's holy and what isn't. Verse 8 says, you've never been good listeners to me. You have a history of ignoring me. A sorry track record of fickle attachments. Rebels from the womb. Rebels, sorry, rebels, that's good. Made that up. Rebels, I know you picked me up. Rebels from the womb. But out of the sheer goodness of my heart, because of who I am, I kept a tight rein on my anger and hold my temper. Listen, I don't always, sometimes I lose my temper because I'm irritated. Why don't you just get this? It's so easy. See, we are living in a realm that is the realm that we see things, and yet we're told to live by faith. And I was talking to Rod yesterday when we were coming back from Oxford, and I said, you know, when I came back from heaven, I came back, so accelerated, so accelerated. My spirit was so accelerated. Anytime you have any heavenly encounters, it's just an amazing, isn't it, acceleration. And I saw the words coming out of the people. I don't know whether I was in the body, out of the body. I don't know how God did it. I only know I was told to turn around, and I obeyed, and I turned around. Three times I heard, turn around, turn around, turn around. I turned around, and I looked up. I looked through the trees, and I saw this flashing, fiery object, pillar of fire coming down out of miles. I just went in the spirit, I guess in a trance. I don't know. But when I came back into the earth, after standing there next to Jesus and realizing, wow, he is an extraordinary man. I mean, talk about the man you always wanted to meet and feel and the love and the understanding and the compassion and the mercy. It's just extraordinary. And when I came back into the earth in Studio City in Los Angeles at this party, I saw words coming out of people's mouths and they were so slow. And I thought, hey, 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 hey. Because I realized now looking back, it was about having prophetic words, and haven't we had a new anointing on our lives making us hear what's coming out of our mouths? You get around people who aren't, and they tell you what they're sick with, they tell you what they're dealing with, and you're like, well, just use the same energy to call things into being. I don't know, the Lord's taking it in another way. This is feeling like we're just kind of like this with the Holy Spirit. We're kind of tapping into heaven. And yet there's definitely a new anointing corporately on us all to understand what's my rhema word. I've done this for long. I've been back here 35 years and I thought a lot more would have happened, but a lot has happened. But now it's a new day. Okay? I remember when Dutch Sheets came a few years back to Norwich and we had a meeting called Ignite, and he said, I feel like we're moving into a new era. And it is. It is a whole new era. So when you go and you read, I, I don't, I'm going to stop for the time and all that. But you won't really find out your destiny until you start stepping out in it, like Joyce Meyer says. Okay? So I'm going to find out 
in the next few weeks what my life work carrying this book and the music business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I know these streets are going to be filled with people singing. I know the BBC is going to start playing. I know God's going to surprise us like at the wedding and like the gospel. Everybody's talking about this choir. Everybody's talking about it. And you almost feel like, well, actually, there's a girl in our church singing it. And they're like, oh, really? My nephew was like, yes, they really? I'm like, yeah, actually, I felt almost embarrassed. I don't believe God wants us to feel embarrassed. He just wants us to pray more. Once you, those of you who just absolutely know you need to step out of the boat and find out, I just want you to stand up where you are. I want to pray over you. In Jesus' name. I want to pray, Father, that they will find a new strength. They will find a new anointing. They're not going to stay where they are. They're going to do whatever you say to obey, to get through the confusion, to get through the place they're at right now, to let go of the comfortable place and to move into something new, something fresh, and to receive it. Receive it in your spirit. Receive it in your spirit. Receive it in your spirit. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 